0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Podcasting to millions from WebmasterRadio.fm's world headquarters in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Welcome to Rainmaker. Hosted by the founders of Webmaster Radio, Taryn Babin, also known as Essie Guru, and his beautiful co-host, Brandy Shapiro Babin. Brandy. From their persistent work ethic to their personal accomplishments, Darren and Brandy bring you candid, no-holds-barred interviews and commentary with guests that exhibit inspiration, dedication to their craft, and leave an indelible mark on their path to success. And now, Webmaster Radio presents a program that is truly the destination for education and entertainment. This is Rainmaker. Rainmaker.
1: Well, that's right, everybody. I want to welcome you to this Thursday, May the 28th edition of Rainmaker. My name is Darren Babin, and of course, I am joined by the ever-lovely and ever-beautiful, yet slightly with a headache. <laughs> it's the weather down here.
2: Slightly soggy.
1: My, my beautiful partner, Brandy Sparrow Babin.
2: Yay. Yeah.
1: I know it's. I'm it's, very uh, excited
2: to be here. But you know, I, I tested that you know sugar and spice and everything nice, and I went outside in the rain. I thought I'd evaporate, and I, I haven't evaporated it's yet. It's
1: horrible. I it, w- w- from the studio here, I can actually see um, you know out uh, across the offices outside, and it just looks ominous, hor- hor- horrific. It, and it's been like that over over the last. Uh, last week summer is upon us here in South Florida and uh, what can I say the you know the summer's here which is good news because um, you know a a quick little uh, heads up for those of you uh, who have not made it over to the uh, affiliate convention website to get registered now's the time (laughs) now's the time tick tock Uh, it is June 17th through the 20th in Denver Colorado and you, you've got plenty of time. Go go get registered. And um, if you work with any of the major ad networks out there, uh, please be sure to list them uh, um, when, you, when you register. That will help us get you um, basically through very quickly the registration process and sponsored, meaning you get to attend for free, which is really cool. So um, run on over there. Go get signed up do it now.
2: Yeah, and and seriously, Denver in June is magnificent. The convention, from a networking perspective, has been set up. So, I mean, we we start off with a, a golf tournament, a charity golf tournament uh, for the PMA. Then we we slide right on into a fabulous event that's being hosted by Affiliate.com, ShoeMoney.com, and Get Ads. Um, lots of surprises there, and then of course WebmasterRadio.fm's Affiliate Bash, uh, which is sure to be another amazing life experience, amazing sessions, great networking. Fabulous environment. It goes up against a weekend. So if you want to go home and uh, relax for the weekend, you've got that available to you. Or you can go and sort of scour the mountains and, and go explore. Indeed. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing the amount of people that are signing up to go to this. It's such a positive thing. And, you know, we're all about inclusiveness. So you get to go for free. you got to fill out a little bit of paperwork because we're trying to keep the integrity of the show. But outside of that, you get to go for free.
1: Exactly. exactly. It don't
2: get much better than that.
1: Indeed. Uh, all right, so we're going to take a little bit of a different twist today. This is actually our first guest from the military on Rainmaker, I believe. Mm-hmm, I absolutely. believe it is. I believe it is. Too. Uh, Brasco? It is, isn't yes. it? All right, all right, just checking.
2: Um, hundred plus shows, and and
1: in- I, I know, and and, and uh, I like this is really I, I think um, you know within our realm uh, an area that we don't touch that often, and we really should. And I thought this, the, you know, this is definitely uh, a, a great time to take a day in the look, yeah, uh, a, you know, a look at a day in the life. Of a Marine, and, and without further ado, uh, I want to welcome Lieutenant Colonel Chris Hughes to Raymaker. How are you, Lieutenant Colonel?
3: I'm doing great. Thanks for having us on board.
1: No problem. No problem. Can I tell you, I I, I would sit here and read the list um, of of your accomplishments, but I got to tell you, the list is really long. You have shot uh, up in the ranks uh, over a relatively short, short short period of time, Uh, and I I gotta say, you know, um, you're a PR professional, correct? I am. Okay, so so for those of you listening uh, and wondering, we got a PR professional here that gets it, uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna like kind of get his perspective on um, you know his experience and some of the the choices that uh, that that he made. And um, uh, Lieutenant Colonel, you know the 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 thing about Rainmaker is we do we take a look at uh, people who we think are. Um, you know, visionaries and people who have uh, really accomplished something. And, and you know, looking at, at the things you've accomplished, you know, my, my question to you first would be, um, you know, what, what made you, after you graduated college in Virginia, what made you decide to go enlist?
3: At my commencement, our commencement speaker at the uh, little college i attended hampton sydney college was then senator john warner and as a as the the co-ed finishing up graduating probably sitting in the crowd with a hangover trying to think about what i was going to do the rest of my yeah. life he emphasized serving your country and you know this was a world war two veteran a korean war veteran served with the navy served with the marine corps secretary of the navy a oh, wow. state senator and you know, I really took that to heart and began in earnest uh, pursuing this career, which which leads me to where I stand right now.
2: Yeah, so let's talk. I mean, because that's really, I mean, it's a huge commitment. You know, I mean, did you go in at first? I mean, because it, it's a beautiful. I think it's beautiful for people, especially in this day and age, to give back. You know, to the to the country that you were, you know, you're from, or the country that you've adopted. Um, did you look at it as, as short or long-term? And and what were you trying to personally gain from this?
3: I, I had a plan. I was going to enlist in the reserves. I was going to <laughs> to do some training. I was going to go back to my you uh, know local community in uh, Richmond, Virginia, and do X, Y, and Z. None of it worked out.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, what do you mean none of it? It's because it's interesting. We always find with people, we interview them, like the path that they started out on was not the path they ended up taking and we love to see the path. So what do you mean it didn't work out?
3: I'm on plan E or F. <laughs> That's right.
2: That's great. So tell us okay so what was so plan A? So when you went when you when you enlisted just to be in the reserves um what were you how are you going to spend your time professionally?
3: I was I was going to be a banker, I was going to be a realtor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, you know, all of those um, white collar yeah. Type professions, and I would, I would take a few steps in that direction and, and then just hit the wall and say, you know, ouch, no, I, I can't do this. I, I need something else. And I had a few fits and starts that way when I finally realized, you know, I think, I think life is trying to tell me something here and, and jumped into this Marine Corps
1: thing with both feet. And, 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 and jump, you did. Uh, I, I mean, you, you ended up, um, you know, out in Oklahoma and uh, then being shipped off to Okinawa.
3: Okinawa was very interesting duty. Uh, <laughs> ex- extremely uh, unique climate and place. Uh, you know, most people don't realize that that's where World War II, you know, stopped for the Marine Corps. And and we're we're still there in significant numbers to this day.
1: Wow, wow! Well,
2: so, what did you do in in Japan? Like, I mean, boom, you went for duty. Like, what does duty in Japan mean?
3: I was a field artillery officer back in those days, and I served with the 12th Marine Regiment on Okinawa, Japan. We uh, we did some good training. We would uh, travel to mainland Japan. Um, lots of good training at uh, in and around Mount Fuji. Um, we did a number of. of of exercises throughout the Pacific Rim a, a big part of what those forces do is to maintain the security relationships we have with with uh, Japan with uh, Thailand uh, with the Philippines with any number of nations in that area and it, it's so important that we work with our counterparts with those countries
1: so, so I got I gotta say, you know, when you're in the midst of this, and you know, you you're, you're you know a field artillery officer, um, you know, and you start, you, you know, moving moving up the ranks, you know, what's what's kind of going through your mind as far as what you know what you're looking to aspire to from from you know where you were in Okinawa.
3: Pretty much that I wasn't that good of a field artillery officer,
1: <laughs> but
3: is what was going through my mind. And you know, I, I think the the what I observed was that that I saw people that loved what they did for a living, and they would take all the manuals home with them at night. You know, they were tr- were truly professionals, and 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 I didn't have that in this particular vocation. And I recognized it at an early an early age in my career, and I said. What must you know? What must I do? What do I need to find to to have that uh, that that sense of zealotry towards a chosen profession? And I really took a, a couple of years to sort that out.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. So you know what? I mean,
1: they, 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 there was a definite path there, you know, and figure figuring it out a little trial and error, wouldn't you say?
2: Sure. It, it really was. Learned a
3: lot of great stuff, and to to start your Marine Corps career out in combat arms, you know, just. Uh, an integral part of the Marine Corps mission uh, you know putting putting steel on target is is age-old and still important this day and age Wow! there were those that did it better than me and, and, and I, I, I quickly learned that I needed to find my thing
1: and I think that's exactly what we're gonna talk about next we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk about how lieutenant colonel Chris Hughes continued to traverse up the ranks in the U.S. Marine Corps. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back.
0: We'll be back with more Rainmaker after this elite publishers xy7 elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements think you've got what it takes to be elite go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 702-216-4000 are you happy with your landing page performance discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com brought to you by engine ready Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www dot conversioncritic.com.
1: The professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated for over ten years, offices worldwide. They've got answers you need. Check them out today at bruceclay.com.
0: Bruce Clay Incorporated. It's time to start jamming and spamming again with the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of SERP, SEO rock stars. Tuesdays at four PM Eastern, one PM Pacific. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Rainmaker, only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Now, here's your host. Well, that's right. I want to welcome everyone back to this Thursday, May the 28th edition of Rainmaker. We are joined by Lieutenant Colonel Chris Hughes of the United States Marine Corps. And can I tell you... Uh, you definitely had an eventful path, um, you know, getting up through, through Japan. Um, you know, a- as you're recognizing that, um, you know, being a, a field artillery officer is probably not, you know, your strongest suit, you know, wh- wh- how is it that you determine or figure out what it is you're going to be passionate, you know, about in the military?
3: It, it's really tough. Um, I guess I uh, went to work with a lot of different people. Um, you know, sat down, talked to a lot of different uh, different uh, vocations. You know, the Marine Corps is a little different in how you, you get your first job and and you get a say in it. But you know, the Marine Corps spins that big wheel and and points it at you and says, "We think you're going to do this." Right. So it, it it's not it's 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 a. A commonplace phenomenon that you know, as a very junior captain, you're you're going you know looking for somewhere else to serve if if you choose to continue serving in the Marine Corps, and and that's the boat I found myself in, and I really bored down in with with several different fields that I thought that I was going to uh, you know, have a shot at.
2: Now, how much flexibility are you given with inside the Marines to go out and and research and you know find an area where you feel that you're going to flourish?
3: You know, a lot of it is the function of the times, and this was kind of uh, early '90s. Um, you know, we were we were downsizing, uh, but there were a few uh, critical occupational specialties that were extremely short of personnel for whatever reason. And during that time, what we call public affairs was in- incredibly short. And, and I looked at it, and you know, in a, in a military mentality, you know. We, we phrase things a lot as as a surface or a gap um, you know And i was looking for a gap i was looking for something that i could could hit and hit the fast lane and and i i kept noticing this public affairs thing was routinely short of personnel uh... very junior people would be thrust into important duties and and just watching how the news cycle was involving how information was evolving I mean we, we were still just figuring out that internet thing you know, at, at this time frame right and and it just you know I looked at my own strengths and weaknesses one of which is math and uh, and said you know where, where where can I serve where might I excel and and this was an area
2: which is exciting I mean for those of you in public affairs is when you say public affairs you know more uh, would would you say that also falls in the genre of public relations for civilians?
3: It, it is, it is. It's uh, you know, a, a close kin, some subtle differences, uh, but we're 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 at least close cousins.
2: Yeah, no, which is nice. We like the we like the kissing cousins thing. That's right. Um, but you know, I mean, and how much? Because I what I what I love is I love I love to see young people being put in positions to sort of push themselves past their boundaries of comfort, and then after they've had an experience, go, you know what? Maybe I'm so not into that anymore, and move on. Um, so you did that with the artillery school, but you also had a lot of exposure to different cultures. Do you feel that that helped you in in your new role in public affairs?
3: It was uh, it was extremely helpful, and and also you know deploying with marine units, marine elements, you know small tactical units, and, and having a good uh, good grounding in how the marine air ground task force operates. Um, has served me well time and time again as a public affairs marine. Hey, I, I know how this. I know how this system operates, and to to plug into that, you know, with my skill set is is most helpful.
1: Now, I I gotta ask this. Um, you know, the, I mean, this kind of comes to mind here when when you look at the reaction of the American people. And, you know, the American people have long since played, you know, tug-of-war over, you know, make love, not war, and and at the same time beating the war drum. Um, at, at what point in time do your own politics um, ever have you, you know, wondering, you know, am I out here doing the right thing, or... Are, is the training, you know, so rigid that no matter what, you're following orders, and that's the way it is?
3: No, I'd, I'd say, you know, never, never does the political thing uh, cross my mind, uh, you know, first and foremost. You know, we, we work for whatever team is in charge at the time. We work for civilian leadership, you know, that are elected by the U.S. taxpayers. The, the thing I like about doing this type of work in the Marine Corps is, Tag on it. Most of the time, we're right. Most of the time, we do the right thing. We do the good thing. You know, we do the honest thing. And and that's you know that's almost too easy to stand up and say, look at what a great job we did seizing the forward operating base, taking the airfield. You know, seizing this position, repelling the enemy's assault. When we do our best work, is when we say, hey, we messed that up. And 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 we do that well too. And. <laughs> A lot of times that's when I'm most proud when, you know, we do screw something up, but we have the courage to, you know, step forward and say, we messed it up, we'll get it right next time.
1: and, and I, I would say that's you know that that's truly you know where where the heart of a warrior lies. You know is uh, you know complete complete and utter honesty, and I, I understand that you know a lot of things um, you know have to be handled very very delicately. Um, when when you you know let, let, let's 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 talk about um, Bahrain and, and um, Afghanistan. You know, I mean that—that's you know—that's something from, that, from a PR standpoint, you know, obviously has has to be you know managed. Um, what was that like for you?
3: As an organization, we struggled early on with the uh, the media piece in our response to nine eleven, and and that's where we were. This is October, November, sure. December of two thousand and one we were the initial ground forces responding to nine eleven and and we just did not have the public affairs the media plan sorted very well and and we took a few black eyes over it. we really did um, we got we got smart in a hurry i think at one juncture i i kidnapped a dozen or so of the finest journalists known to man and basically just, just kept them in place and uh... and and in, in what was then called Camp Rhino, a little outpost in uh, in Afghanistan, and said, "You're you're going to stay here. We're going to get this right, and we're going to get you the story." And it, it it did take us a little long to figure out how that media piece was going to fit, you know, in with the broader mission. But but we did sort it out. And by the time these forces moved on to Kandahar, um, we we were really supporting, really moving media throughout the area of operations.
1: Now I I gotta say you know that you know you you mentioned you know taking taking uh you know a couple of black eyes with you know obviously um you know a very tough situation um you know when 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 you're when you're rolling into something like that and you're you know um you know really playing it you know moment to moment. Um, how, how is it that, you know, from a PR perspective, how is it that, that you focus your efforts for, you know, the, the civilians as, as well as, um, you know, the rest of the military that, that is following what you guys are doing?
3: I, I never lose sight of the fact that the sole reason uh, people like me exist is to tell that story of that 19- or 20-year-old junior Marine, you know, who's in the fighting hole, who hasn't had a shower in three months, you know, who is most at risk of not making it back home. Right. To tell that individual's story, because um, I know he, he's not writing his mom, you know, <clears throat> but to, to tell that story um, is, is sacred to people of my ilk.
2: Absolutely, and now I got a question for you. You know, ten years ago, not even ten years ago, let's go five years ago. You know, it used to be sort of about um, need to know, basis of need to know. Um, there wasn't a lot of transparency in in public relations in general, whether it be civilian or um, or military. Where do you stand? Like, where do you stand on, you know, where things that are going on in Afghanistan, you've got journalists out there, I mean, trying to get the right story out, but then also keeping the integrity of what we're trying to accomplish as a country over there, and not giving out so much information that it can jeopardize.
3: It, it is the most delicate balancing act that can be done. You know, you first have to begin with, is this information classified? And and if it is, is my command to release authority? Are we authorized to give this information? that's key Uh, we we have to safeguard our our secrets our operational secrets um conversely you know the reporter you know if tom ricks is in your pause if michael gordon is with your unit they've got a tremendous understanding of your operation they've they've got better contacts and certainly i do Uh, so so they're able to reach back to make phone calls to talk to retired general officers um, so, so their knowledge and understanding is profound. You, you just have to uh, you have to find that balance. Um, we work extremely hard to do it. Uh, we get it right most of the time. You know, we've made mistakes. Um, you know, but but from my perspective, what I'm always looking to do is uh, I, I will not endanger a young Marine, endanger the mission, the operation to to tell the story. Here, here's a neat thing. When we were uh, in Afghanistan, uh, Camp Rhino, uh, getting ready to, to jump forward and seize Kandahar Airfield, uh, Commanding General at the time, General Mattis, brought all of our media into the uh, the ops room. They stood in the back, and they took the brief, just like all the commanders. We will move forward at this hour and seize this location, X, Y, Z. They're all in the back of the room. He, he literally looked at them all, and he said, you will not breathe a word of this, you'll release no information in, until those forces are forward, until they're safe, and, and then you got it, go with it. And it worked like a charm.
2: Yeah, because they felt like they were being respected, they got the scoop, but as long as they kept silent until you guys did what you needed to do. Right. Like, and, and, and then you know who's a team player as well.
3: Right. And, and, that- and if, if they would have breached, you know, if they would have broken that confidence, there there would have been no more you know they would have been put on a plane out of there but but they all uh, followed through and uh, and all did great great work uh, covering this important
2: event yeah I think that's good for you I think that's so you know important it's a great way of vetting out people that are going to do the right thing
1: now I'm I'm getting I'm getting you know waves over here from our from our producer so I, I've got time for one more question here I I, I, I Obviously, you know this this is this broadcast is being webcast at the moment. Um, you know the web being um, you know, very, very dominant these days for people and how they consume their news, Has the web played a very different role as of lately in how PR has to be handled for the military?
3: it It does. and And obviously it's good and it's bad. Um, I like to use the analogy, um, you know, it took 10 days to 3 weeks for Ernie Pyle's work to show up anywhere. You know, Ernie Pyle, we'll all remember, was the World War II correspondent that was killed on one of the islands just outside of Okinawa. Uh, It took weeks for his stuff to show up. You know, even in Vietnam, it took weeks for the journalist stuff to to get aired. Hey, it's it's instant now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we train our commanders along this line but when it happens and when you experience for the first time it is shocking and and you know frequently the news reporting will beat the operational reporting <laughs> you know, it, the associated press lady is, is going to be posting something prior to our ops center getting it and (laughs) and that's just the nature
2: nature of the business these days keeps you on your toes i'm telling you keeps you on your toes you know um goodness lieutenant colonel chris hughes Entirely too quick of an interview with you. I mean, you've got to have, you know, we've got to have you on again and get into some of these amazing, more of these amazing stories. I
1: I do have to say, uh, uh, really, an amazing, uh, an amazing um, path that that you have taken, and um, you know, where where you're at now. I mean. you know congratulations first and foremost you, you know you, you it's seemingly you've done a lot been through a lot and um, and you he's know,
2: also up for a silver anvil award for the Public ah, Relations Society of America
1: very good very good but we also owe you our gratitude for your service to the country so from from you know all of us here at Webmaster Radio and our fine listeners we thank you
3: thank, thank you uh, both so much for recognizing uh, for recognizing all of us uh, in uniform
1: not a Absolutely. problem. Uh, again, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Chris Hughes. thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks again. All right. Um, thank you. Can I tell you? Uh, this uh, is again an, uh, another fine example of someone who life said, hey, <laughs> you're not you're not going to go do this. You're doing this. And and
2: has, has has laid claim to something that is making a marked difference in his life, helping to protect the country and he's creating a legacy.
1: Found found his path and um is
2: moving forward
1: h- helping helping the, the the country sometimes not necessarily beating the the uh, AP, but uh, they're doing their best. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, you know, that that's you know really he, he, these guys are to be commended, you know. They yeah. they are. They they you know they're out there fighting for, you know, our country every okay, day okay, George we got it thank
2: you I'm, I'm like, all right <laughs> loading That's, up on sounds. Our
1: producer getting happy over here uh so really um you know for those of you who sit back on a daily basis and um you know stare at that box in front of you that screen and you you type away uh and you forget that there's there's people out there on the front lines
2: protecting us,
1: protecting mm-hmm. the very freedoms that we all take it you know for granted every day. Uh, those those people are to be commended. So again, our our thanks to Lieutenant Colonel Chris Hughes. Uh, that is going to do it for us. It we, is. We've, we've wound it up. Again, for those of you who have not signed up, affiliateconvention.com, you still have got plenty of time. Head on over there and then get your tickets booked.
2: Yeah. It's going to be an amazing time. Well, and for those of you too, SMX West is coming up. That's right. Um, Search into Strategies Toronto is coming that's up. That's right. So lots of, lots of great conferences, lots of worldly, wonderful fo- focus conferences. And of course, we'd love to see you at an Affiliate Convention.
1: Absolutely. Because it's
2: cool, because it's free, it's hip, it's hot, it's happening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just had fun with that, didn't you? I did. You? Okay. I just was like,
2: how many words can I string together? I
1: don't know. You know, you tend to do that from time to time.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, you know who you are. If you're hot <laughs> out there and you're hip and you're happening, then you're already going
1: that's right that's right
2: so i want you to march yourself over to the mirror and take a look at yourself closely ask yourself am i cool (laughs) am i someone that wants to make the most of myself and in my life if that's the case then run on over to affiliateconvention.com and sign up
1: you know you think (laughs) she was wanting to read a commercial or something (laughs) I don't know what those are for, but you know what? If you listen for just a couple more minutes, you're likely going to hear some. Folks, that's going to do it for us right here at Rainmaker. We'll see you next week for another edition only on WebmasterRadio.fm.